welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. President Trump is on a record pace for judicial nominations, nominating more judges than any of his five predecessors in the first two years in office. Eighty-five judges, including two Supreme Court justices, have taken the bench in Trump's quest to turn the federal courts conservative, something he's bragged about repeatedly, including at the congressional ball last Saturday. We've almost reached the 100 mark of federal judges. That's a big, big mark. Trump is within striking distance of flipping several federal circuit courts of appeals, that is, tipping the balance of judges from Democratic appointees to Republican appointees. Joining me is an expert in the area, Carl Tobias, professor at the University of Richmond School of Law. Carl, even the circuit that Trump often complains about as being too liberal, the Ninth Circuit, is within striking distance of flipping. Tell us more about which circuits are at risk. Well, the ones that are most at risk are the Third Circuit, which includes New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and the Eleventh Circuit, which includes Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, because those are evenly divided right now. If you take uh, appointing presidents of those uh, court members, they both have six Democratic and six Republican-appointed judges. And so uh, they're very close, and there's a nominee in the Third Circuit, uh, named Mady, who would flip it. And the 11th, uh, I think, doesn't have any vacancies now, but uh, could in the near future. And so those are the ones that are very close, but also uh, within striking distance are the second, where you are in New York, uh, Connecticut, Vermont, as well as the fourth, where I am, the five mid-Atlantic states. And so, yes, um, there are real possibilities of flipping uh, in the next two years. So the makeup of a court hasn't been thought of as red or blue, but in recent years, the nomination process and the results have become more politicized. Explain how the current selection process may lead to more ideological nominees. That's especially true on the appeals courts, and you opened with President Trump's uh, claim to uh, his own campaign promise and one that on which he's made good. Uh, he's been extremely successful at the appellate level, though at, at the expense of the district court level, where there are 118 vacancies. There are only 12 on the appellate courts. Uh, but his promise is to make the courts very conservative with ideological conservative nominees and appointees, and he's carried through on that at the appellate level. And so uh, that's what I think you're talking about, and uh, you see it to some extent uh, among the judges. Um, And I know it's a crude measure, but uh, many people use it. Also, address what some people say, which is, you know, judges follow the law, and so there's no difference between conservative and liberal judges. Well, that's true to some extent in the vast majority of uh, cases, they're 3-0 panel decisions when they sit in panels. But on the highly controversial cases, uh, especially the culture war cases involving abortion or immigration or other hot-button issues, um, it often does make a difference uh, what the judge's perspective is. And so that's where uh, we see some differences, and that's what 
uh, receives publicity, not the ordinary case, if you will. Now, research by Bloomberg Law shows that more of Trump's judicial picks have received not qualified ratings from the American Bar Association than those nominated by his four most recent predecessors in the first two years of their presidencies. Are the qualifications of these Trump nominees a concern? Well, uh, and they also have cut out the ABA and every president except Bush and uh, Trump. Uh, since Eisenhower have relied very heavily on the expert professional ratings that the ABA does. There are six uh, nominees who were rated not qualified. Four have been confirmed, two for the Eighth Circuit uh, and two for district courts. Uh, one withdrew and a second one may withdraw. Um, th- those numbers are concerning. And, of course, Obama didn't uh, nominate anybody who received a not qualified rating. Um, because he thought that it wasn't worth the trouble and um, it can be extremely controversial. Uh, And so the Republicans' complaint is that um, the ABA is a political organization, and so they attack uh, the ABA uh, for its ratings and disregard them, basically. Trump has also nominated more white federal judges than any other president since Ronald Reagan. More than 90 percent of his picks are white. Should the judiciary mirror the population more than it currently does? Well, I think more than Trump, uh, for sure. And as you suggest, you have to go back to Ronald Reagan, which was the 1980s, um, when there were fewer um, well-qualified um, minority, uh, female, and LGBTQ uh, nominee possibilities um, because uh, there were fewer of them in the profession. But that's just not true today. Uh, and so uh, there are many, many uh, qualified and conservative people who could serve. And so it's valuable to have different perspectives on the federal bench. Um, it also reduces bias to have a diverse bench, uh, and so cases come out more fairly. And the public has greater confidence in a judiciary that reflects the nation. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is one of the reasons that Trump has been able to move these numbers so fast, the nominations through. And he vows to keep up the pace. Do you see anything ahead in the coming year that may slow him down? Well, not very much, though um, the Democrats have uh, gone on record uh, just yesterday. Um, Schumer, the minority leader, said that there would not be an end-of-the-year package, uh, as is usual and customary. Um, So that makes a difference because there are 30 people on the floor waiting a vote, and none of them will get a vote. They'll have to be renominated, go through the process again. Um, but uh, they are being jammed through and rubber-stamped often by the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, many come out of committee with 11-10 party-line uh, votes and then went on the floor with something, a uh, very small margin. Um, And so that is a problem. It's not clear that they're getting the kind of rigorous attention that you would want uh, from someone who's going to have life tenure sitting on the lower federal courts. And so that's a real problem. What's happened is the institutional structures like blue slips and other measures have not been followed. All right. We're going to have to leave it there, Carl. Carl Tobias, professor at the University of Richmond School of Law. 
Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.